Merry Christmas. Malapit uh, ng Pasko, and I'm so happy to share with you the message of the Word, the Word of God about Christmas. Today, I want us to learn about Bethlehem. Alam mo yung story ng Bethlehem? That's where Jesus was born. Saan pinanganak si Jesus? Bethlehem. Actually, Bethlehem is 10 kilometers away south of, of Jerusalem, the, the capital of Israel. And uh, so many interesting things about Bethlehem. Pero instead of reading the whole uh, chapters of this story of Mary and her fiancé Joseph and yung kanilang journey from Nazareth down to, to Bethlehem and then nagahanap sila ng, ng uh, mag-check in, nagahanap sila ng puesto to, to have the baby kasi uh, nine months pregnant na si Mary and then hanggang sa nakikita natin yung nativity scene, kung ano nangyari doon. Imbis na basahin natin yung Bible, na, the whole chapters, why don't we just watch a short movie clip and you can get an idea of kung ano yung background and setting of our topic today. How many times do I have to say it? My room is taken. I shall inform Mary. Oh, you! How can you send them away? They're going to have a baby tonight. Please, I do not mean to be harsh, but with all the travelers, there's nowhere left to stay. All I have is a stable out back for oxen. A stable? By that cliff. You and your family can stay there. You want the savior of the world to be born in a stable? History's in the making, mister. You got a chance to really step up here, but instead... It has walls and a roof. Do you want it or not? Do you know who Mary and Joseph are? That baby they're gonna have... What, am I speaking a foreign language? We'll We'll take it. Son of God is going to be born. Joy, Chris. Oh, the baby, he's coming. Oh. There are blankets on the back of the donkey. We'll need some clean water. to be. Not in the way anyone expected. But 
just the way God meant for it to happen. Yeah. God meant for himself to come to earth. And hindi akalain ng tao sa mundo na this would be the way that God would rescue mankind and have a relationship sa atin. It happened through God mismo na naging tao sa, sa tiyan ni Maria at siya naging baby. So, so fragile in this place of Bethlehem. Ang Bethlehem, hindi naman siya sikat na lugar. Bethlehem was not even a city, actually. It's just a town. Yung maliit na parang community. Uh, the background of Bethlehem sa Bible, the first time uh, kikita natin yung, yung word Bethlehem was when Jacob, yung grandson ni Abraham, um, mayroon siyang wife na si Rachel. That's his favorite wife. And siya'y namatay while giving birth to their youngest son, Benjamin. And they were in Bethlehem that time. So Jacob buried Rachel in Bethlehem. And then some years later, yung uh, bachelor na most eligible bachelor na si Boaz, he was the landowner in Bethlehem. Siya may nagmamayari ng mga wheat fields. And that's when he met a poor woman who has no one to take care of her. Hopeless ang kanyang future. Ang pangalan niya si Ruth. And isa sa mga pinakamagandang love story sa Bible is na in love si Boaz kay Ruth. And even though pwede siyang mag, uh, magkapangasawa ng mga ibang dalaga, ng mga, mga younger and more beautiful, but he chose Ruth na maging asawa niya. They raised a family at sila ay naging great-grandparents ni King David. The king of Israel came from... So kung ang isang tao ay nanggaling sa isang bayan, parang sumisikat lalo na yung bayan na yan. Kaya sumikat ang Bethlehem, not because ang uh, ganda ng economy, ang ganda ng in- industry nila, wala ng tourism that time, but because King David was from Bethlehem. He was anointed king of Israel in Bethlehem. And they timed then na uh, nasa ibang lugar siya and, and they were fighting. Meron silang uh, digmaan and, and David was just thinking out loud. Na wishful thinking. Sabi niya, oh, I wish I could have a drink of the cold water, you know, sa, sa hometown ko. Yung mga deep well doon, sarap ng tubig doon. And yung mga warriors niya, yung kanya mga loyal officers, they overheard yung See David, wishful thinking. So actually, they went out. They broke through the enemy lines. Pumunta sila sa Bethlehem para kumuha sila ng tubig from Bethlehem and they brought it back to David. So that was just a little background about Bethlehem. And Bethlehem actually was the, was the town na kung saan there was a prophecy in the book of Micah na doon manggagaling ang savior, ang ruler of the world, the king of the Jews. And when the wise men from the far east, I guess uh, Babylon, itong mga wise men, hindi naman sila Jewish, pero they were just uh, uh, wealthy, dignitaries, diplomats, at nakita sila ng star, you know, the Christmas star. Yes, That's why may mga stars sa 
Ibabaw ng mga Christmas tree. It reminds us, yung mga wise men, nakita sila ng star in the sky and they followed the star hanggang sa it led them to the, the, the country of Judea, Judah. And they brought and they went, they were looking for the king kasi meron silang knowledge na may prophecy about a king. Kakaibang harin ito. He will be the savior of the world. The whole world will transform because of this king. At totoo nangyari man yan eh. The whole world, hanggang ngayon, you know what BC means? This is uh, uh, 2018 AD. Pero the word BC means before Christ. And AD is a Latin term which means in the year of our Lord. And so the whole world, kahit yung mga uh, sa ibang bansa, they all recognize the birth of King Jesus as what marks the transition in the history of man. And so, nung nagtatanong ng mga wise men, where is this king of the Jews? Eh, yung current king, si Herod, natakot kasi siya ay very insecure sa kanyang position. Sabi niya, meron bang pinanganak na hari? No way. Papatayin ko ang lahat ng threats to my power. So, nagpakunyari siya na, oh, if you find the king of the Jews, sabihin mo sa akin kung saan siya para ako din gusto ko siyang i-worship. Pero he was lying. Balak niya, patayin ang lahat ng mga boys to, to eliminate the threat. The wise men asked around and the, 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 the teachers, yung mga pastor of those days, na, na pull out nila yung Bible verse from the Old Testament scriptures. It was from Micah chapter 5, verse 2 to 4. And this scripture was the very specific prophecy na kung saan manggagaling ang king, ang ruler. And it says, Bethlehem, na identify. Bethlehem, Bethlehem, your fruitful place. You are the smallest town in Judah, province of Judah. Your family is almost too small to count. <laughs> Napaka insignificant. Sabi niya, and your family is almost too small to count. But the ruler of Israel will come from you to rule for me. His beginnings are from ancient times, long, long ago. So actually before time. And then the Lord will let his people de be defeated, mahihirapan sila, until the woman, who's that woman? Mary. Until the woman gives birth to her child, the promised king. And he will begin to rule Israel in the power of the Lord. Like a shepherd, he will lead his people. Diba sabi ni Jesus, I am the good shepherd. And they will live in safety. They will be saved because of his greatness. His greatness will be known all over the world. So doon ang very specific, at nalaman nila na Jesus Christ is the one. Because natu Tinupad niya yung scriptures that the Savior, the ruler, will come from Bethlehem. You know, Bethlehem comes from two words in Hebrew, Beth and Elohim. Now, what does Beth mean? Beth means house. Like 
Bethsaida, Bethel, you know, Bethani, Bethani. So Beth is house and Elehem is bread, bread tinapay. So like Bethel is the El, the, the creator God. Bethel is the house of God. The Bethlehem is the house of bread. Interesting. Dahil bread ay napaka-sacred sa mga Israelites. Sa bansang Israel, uh, bread is considered holy. Hanggang ngayon, 2018, ang mga tao sa Israel hindi basta-basta tinatapon ng leftover bread. Diba sa atin sa Pilipinas, eh, kung tumigas na yung pandasol, itatapon eh, lang sa basurahan. Kasama ng mga chicken bones, mga fish, or kung ano mga basura dyan. In Israel, hindi. Itinatabi. Kasi holy, separate nila ang leftover bread at pinaplastic nila and they put it somewhere where kung sakaling may mga mahirap, pwedeng kunin yung bread. They can, you know, the poor could still eat bread. Kasi bread was very, very sacred in Israel. So imagine you're from the you're from the house of bread. The, the ang bayan mo is called house of bread. Napaka special ang bread. And actually in the Bible maraming symbolisms about bread, about Bethlehem na pwedeng i-transfer at isasabuhay natin ngayon. Things about bread can be brought into your daily life to change the way you live your own life, araw-araw. The Israelites ay kumain ng tinapay nung sila ay nasa wilderness. Umiikot sila in the desert. And walang, syempre, walang food doon. So every day, gumawa ng Diyos ng miracle na when they woke up, there was miracle bread doon sa, on the ground. Ang tawag doon, manna. And they would pick up like small flakes of bread and they could bake it or boil it or eat it raw or any, but there was bread every day na para sa kanila. And bawal na mag-ipon ng bread na sapat for one week. No, you might think, ay, stockpile ko na lang yung bread tapos, uh, you know, meron akong one week supply. Hindi, kasi nuuod yan. If you got, yung kinubukasan, wala na. May mga uod na yung bread. So it would not be good for two or three days. Dapat, good for one day. Pero eat all you can. Eat all you can. Pero per day, kinubukasan, kailangan in faith, you trust na meron na naman ng bread. And every day, there was fresh bread. Maliban sa Sabbath na kung saan, that was the day of rest. So ang Friday lang, ang bread was good for two days. And it, that's just a miracle. But listen, yung bread na yan, special bread yan kasi galing sa langit. Galing sa Diyos. Siya ang gumawa ng Himala so that His people would survive and be nourished and be fed for all of the years na sila umiikot sa wilderness. It was a miracle. In fact, did you know that yung bread na yan was so nutritious so satisfying na in 40 years, ni isa sa kanila hindi nakasakit. Walang sa kanila na nag-diarrhea, uh, asthma, or umuubo, or, or you know, f- f- trangkaso. Wala. Hindi sila nakasakit because the bread nourished them. Healthy. It made them so well and healthy na 
umabot pa sa kanilang damit. Imagine in 40 years, hindi na wear out yung kanilang damit. Hindi na butasan. Yung shoes nila, hindi na nabutasan. Wala namang shopping mall sa desert. Wala, walang exclusively his. Walang wagwagan. Na they, their clothes lasted and maintained for all of that time. Basta God takes care of His people. And the Israelites honored so much, they, mataas ang kanilang pagtingin sa bread kasi it represents provision. It represents sustaining and health. And Jesus later on, uh, nagkikwento siya about the bread of Moses' day, yung miracle bread ng galing sa langit, and Jesus was telling the people, ako ang tinapay na yun. I am. And when he said the words, I am, he's saying, I am God. Sabi niya, I am that bread which came down from heaven. And the Israelites na kumain sila ng miracle bread at dahil nag-ingest, nag-consume ang mga Israelites ng bread na yan at hindi sila nakasakit. Sabi niya, that's me. That's my life going into them. That's my power, my health, nourishing people. Sabi niya, I am. John chapter 6, verse 35. I am the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Verse, a couple of verses later, sabi niya, I am the living bread. Living bread. Bread na buhay. Bread na tunay. And it comes down from heaven. Diba? Talagang si Jesus came down from heaven. Before pinanganak siya bilang baby ni Mary, he said, before I was born, I, I am. Even before Abraham, I am. I came down from heaven. And it makes sense, diba? Kung sabi ni Jesus, ako ang tinapay na galing sa langit, it makes sense that he would be born in a place called Bethlehem, which means... House of bread. Tama? He's the bread of life and he's born in the house of bread. Bread that satisfies, gratifies. By the way, I was just thinking about yung bread. Diba sa atin, mahilig tayo sa bread, no? The bakery, French baker, Danish baker. May bakery, ang tawag doon, bread pit. Meron bakery... There's a break bakery, bread ribbon. Bread wiener. So you think in a lot of things that so we, we think of bread, no? and it makes sense. But Jesus said, and he was quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, and ito ang nag-nourish sa kanya para ma-overcome ma ng, ng, ng temptation ni devil. And he was quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, which says, People cannot live by bread, the physical bread, alone. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Hindi physical bread, hindi yung, yung, yung physical na groceries and, and yung damit at kung ano yung mga ginaga, binibili mo and all the physical things that you're worried about, concerned about, electricity, water, tuition, pangload. Sabi ni Jesus, hindi yan ang sustain sa'yo. It's what will 
cause you to live real life is real food. Real food. And that is the word, the words, the, the message that comes out of the mouth of God. God's word. Ang nakakapag-feed ng ating kaluluwa. The word of God nourishes and you cannot experience true life, true living, abundance. Hindi mo mararanasan yan without God's word. Without the word of God. Now you can try, you can exist physically, but you'll never have real life kung hindi ka, if you don't feed yourself the word of God. That's why Jesus prayed and he, he taught, taught us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. What does daily bread mean? Daily, sa Tagalog, araw-araw. Ibig sabihin, hindi, and so many Christians are, dito sila nagkakamali. It's because they think Jesus is talking about weekly bread. Or paminsan-minsan, may word of God. So, sige, mag-church ako pag may time. Try ko mag-attend. Try ko na magbasa ng Bible pag may extra time ako. If I can, alam mo, the daily bread is not weekly. Maraming Kristiyano na ang isip nila is, punta ako sa church Sunday. Makikinig ako sa Word of God. Nandiyan ka na yun. Nandiyan ka na yun. Word of God, nakikinig. Go-worship ako. Lord's Supper. Uwi. So, ang, ang maling akala is, yung sermon na narinig ko ng Sunday, sapat na yan, nakapag, nakapag-stockpile ako na good for one week na yan. Tapos balik din ako ng next Sunday. Next Sunday ulit. Kaya na ako. Makikinig ako sa salita ng Diyos. So, sapat na yan for another week again. Balik ako sa church. Remember what happened sa Israelites, sa desert? If they try to keep enough bread for one week, ay wala na. Uudin. Hindi pwede. Dapat every day. That's why sabi ni Jesus, he referenced daily bread. Now, you will not eat your rice and ulam once a week lang, di ba? Most of you are eating five times a day, you know. And uh, you, you will not survive if you eat once a week, physically. Payet ka, you'll have so many sicknesses. You'll have so many health problems if you eat once a week. Kahit na matako ka sa araw na yan, you eat so much, pero the rest of the week, wala kang makakain. You will be unhealthy. Right? And the same thing spiritually. If you just eat once a week, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. And by the way, today I'm feeding you. I'm feeding you Jesus. I'm feeding you uh, the bread of life. And I love to cook. Mahilig talaga ako magluto ng physical food, but I love to cook spiritual food. And I'm very happy to feed you the Word of God. Every Sunday, I love to feed you the Word of God. Listen to me. Tomorrow, you feed yourself. 
Tomorrow, well, Tuesday, you feed yourself. The Word of God nourishes you. The Word of God represents the bread that is lagging and jajan, present. But you have to feed yourself. The, the bread was a very important part of the tabernacle. Yung tent of God's glory and presence. about Ark of the Covenant? Pero dito, merong table sa tabernacle. At yung table na yan, may bread. I, I have some bread here, no? Z- Zion baked bread this past week. So, ito yung bake ni Zion na bread. And I got a knife. Looks good, right? And there was 12 loaves of bread like this in the tabernacle. They stacked it, two rows of six. And always there was fresh bread sa tabernacle. On the Sabbath, they change it and they put new bread again on the Sabbath. Pero always present. It was called the bread of the presence. Represents yung presence of God. His word and jajan lagi. And you know what? You have to start feeding yourself of the bread. Jajan na yung Bible mo. Jajan na yung apps mo. Jajan na yung, yung opportunity na kumain and feed yourself every day. So don't eat once a week. I'm happy to feed you, but you got to feed yourself. And listen, he get the one. As you mature, as you grow up, you should not only feed yourself, but you should be feeding other people too. You should have enough na, na word of God para sa sarili mo, but also to share, to overflow sa mga iba. Sa tahanan mo, sa workplace, at school, wherever. Covenants were made with a piece of bread. Pag may kasunduan, they exchange a piece of bread and they eat together. And Jesus broke piece of bread and distribute it to his friends and Sinabinya take this bread and eat this bread because this represents my body which is broken no? the, 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 the wine this is blood of our new covenant it's a new setup not like the old one based on the law this one I'm giving you myself I have fulfilled the law itona Take this. And he, he let us do this to remember him. Every time you eat the bread, we're talking about Bethlehem. Every time you eat the bread and you drink the, the wine, you reattach yourself. You reconnect with this covenant. It's the word is remember the Lord. And so it's very important that we do this Lord's Supper. Every Sunday we take Lord's Supper to reattach ourselves in faith to Jesus. In fact, churches all over the world, they eat with us the Lord's Supper. It's feeding on Christ, feeding yourself, nourishing yourself. On Jesus Christ mismo. So that's my point number one. We're all about Bethlehem, but the, the summary is this. Feed yourself daily bread of Jesus at Bethlehem. Gawing mong Bethlehem ang buhay mo. Na kung saan, you're the house of bread. 
there's always bread. It's present. The bread reconnects you in faith every day to who you are in Christ. That kung anong relationship na meron ka kay Jesus. Sabi mo, feed myself. Say, I will feed myself with daily bread. Feed yourself with daily bread. Number two, don't be too busy for Christmas. Alam ko busy ka. Busy na ako. Lahat tayo busy. But don't be too busy for the Christmas. Don't be too busy. Instead, make room in your life for Jesus. Make room in your schedule. Make room in your heart. No, In Luke chapter 2, verse 7, Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Why? What does the Bible say? Why did she wrap him in swaddling clothes and put him in the, ma- in the manger bucket? Because there was no room for them. Bucket, there was no room. No room. No space for them in the inn. Yung inn, hindi naman siya parang hotel. No? It's not like you just book on TripAdvisor and, you know, Shangri-La, Holiday Inn. Hindi sa ganon, no? An inn was really more like a guest house. It was more like, because um, remember, just a small town ito. Wala naman silang intercontinental hotel. But there was an innkeeper for sure. Kung sino yung nag, uh, nagmamanage doon. And itong innkeeper who turned them away. No room. No can do. Itong tao nito, masasabi ko na preoccupied. Bakit? Bawat room, bawat space sa inn was already occupied. In other words, preoccupied. Ikaw ba preoccupied? Buhay mo ba preoccupied sa daming iba-ibang guests, sa, ba- sa daming iba-ibang na nangyayari sa buhay mo, ibang schedules. Itong innkeeper, nakakita naman siya itong babae nito, nine months pregnant. Of course, malaki na ang tiyanya and she's about to give birth. Sinong klaseng tao na hindi papasukin ng babae in that very desperate situation? You can see na kumakatok na sila, they're looking for a place where they can come in Pero at the end, rejected. It doesn't mean na, and, and uh, bigyan natin ng benefit of the doubt, tong innkeeper. Sabihin natin, hindi naman siya rebellious sa Diyos. Hindi naman siya unloving or uncaring. I'm sure na sinabi niya, well, I, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I care about you. I care about, you know, it's, you know, sorry, pero fully booked. Hindi naman siya, he doesn't care. It's not that he's unwilling. He's just unavailable. He's already preoccupied with other things. And so he has to make a decision. Talagang adyadyan na si Jesus in the womb of Mary. Nandyadyan na sila. And force na si innkeeper na magpasya. Hindi pwedeng na walang decision. He has to make a decision. You know, all of us here today are forced 
to make a decision about Jesus. Di pwedeng wala kang decision. Andiyan na yung gospel. Andiyan na yung mensahe about Jesus. Andiyan na yung, yung pakakatoon na will you receive Christ sa buhay mo o hindi. Hindi pwedeng na uh, pass. Pass mo na ako. No. The innkeeper was forced to make a decision. Pero ang decision niya was not to let Jesus into his home. He had no room for them. He, and, you know, because of that, na miss out niya on receiving Christ. Even though the birth of Jesus happened probably right there dun sa sarili niyang property, but he missed out on the chance. Why? Because preoccupied. Paka albala yan. Abalayan. So my soul is busy. Ikaw ba ang kaluluwa mo, ang isip mo, busy, preoccupied? Are you full? Is your life full already of other priorities? Work, education, you know, uh, in relationships, you know, all of these mga iba-ibang klaseng bagay na hindi naman eternal value. But it's busy. It's urgent. Lord, yeah, I'm not unwilling. Willing naman ako. Ako inaniniwala ko sa'yo. Uh, mahal kita, Lord. I, I, pero, not now. Sabi ng innkeeper, balik ka next month, of course I'll give you a place. Sino sa atin ay sasabihin ng kay, kay God, Lord, busy ako ngayon, pero pag may time ako, talagang a-attend ako. At, come on, invite kita sa cell group. Pwedeng ikaw mag-host ng cell group. Um, tsaka na lang bro busy ako ngayon eh come on sound familiar uh, can we ask you can you help may, may, may serve team na dito nangangailangan ng volunteers dyan ay next time na lang kasi ano may puntahan kami may baptism may bisita kami sinama nila ako sa sayaw o sa whatever. Walang magbabantay sa bahay. Baka mawala ang bahay. Kung ano-ano excuses na full of other priorities. Eh, kasi may, you know, may work ako. May store ako. A lot of people are like that when it comes to receiving Jesus. I cannot I'm full. My schedule's full. But the Bible says in Matthew 6.33, Unahin mo ang Dios. Above your pleasures, above your passions and your other people and parties and pasyal and pera and presence and don't be so preoccupied. What does it mean? Anong itsura na Make room. Make a room. Because there was no room for Jesus. Anong ibig sabihin to make room for Jesus? What would that look like sa buhay mo? Well, Jesus gave the example of what it doesn't look like doon sa kanyang parable of the four kind of soil. Diba may apat na klaseng soil na nare-represent yung puso natin? Yung isa na matigas, yung isa good heart, and then yung isang uh, soil na kung saan nalaglag na yung buto, it was on a ground na lupa na thorny. 
So itong lupa, mas maganda sana ang lupa, matabang lupa sana, pero maraming tinik. O maaring, andun din yung mga sa, sa atin dito, hindi lang tinik. Eh. May mga broken glass, plastic, mga, you know, mga shampoo bottle, sachet, maraming, pero it's crowded. And the Word of God says in Matthew 13.22, people who hear the message, but they start, ito, they start worrying about the needs of this life and are fooled, deceived by the desire to get rich. So the message, capital M, the word, the Christ gets choked out, kicked out, kept out, and they never produce anything. Don't be too busy for Christmas. Don't push out, keep out Jesus from your life. Because the word, the bread, would grow sana if you don't have preoccupation sa daming iba-ibang priorities. Ano, ako din, I'm guilty of this. Na sasabihin na, wala akong time. Pero literally, hindi naman totoo yan. Kung wala ka ng time, patay ka. Diba? Lahat tayo, pare-parehas ang time natin. 24 of those in isa-isang araw, di ba? So, ang point dito is, make Jesus the number one priority in your life. Hindi last priority. Unahin mo ang si Jesus as the top priority. Not second place. Ay, hanap buhay, negosyo, pag-aaral, girlfriend, career. Wag second place. Jesus is either the Lord of all or He's not your Lord at all. So unahin mo ang si Jesus at the top place, top priority of your lifestyle and your relationships in these three areas. Three areas. Time, money, and attention. Sa time, time, pag sinabi kong time, it's, it, it's, your, it's a portion, a percentage of your life. Kung ang buhay mo aabot ng 80 years at bibigyan ng isang oras, that is, you know, one hour out of, never mind the math, no? 365 days, 24 hours a day, 80 years. So maraming yan. One, but it's a small percentage, pero buhay mo yan. It's an expenditure of your life. Time is an expense. Tama. So when you spend, we say, I would like to spend time with you. It's, an, it's an, a cost. And what we can do is give that cost to honor God. Spend time with Him in His Word, in worship, in prayer, in meditation. Maybe you write, I didn't write it for you, pero take note na ito ang gagawin mo when you spend time, when you prioritize Jesus sa buhay mo. Read and write. I know, read the word of God. Sulat mo. 
Minsan ang ginagawa ni Bambi, she just copies the Word of God. Sinasulat, andyan na naman. E sa akin, app, pwede naman copy-paste. Pero Bambi likes to write the Word. And then, isusulat pa kung ano yung prayer niya. Isusulat pa kung ano yung sinasabi ni God sa kanya. Read the Word of God and write down kung anong impressions mo, kung anong sinasabi ni God sa spirit mo. Pangalawa, talk and listen. Talk and listen. Talk to God, pero makinig ka rin. Kasi it's conversation. Hindi dialogue, hindi, uh, I mean, hindi siya monologue, kundi two-way conversation. Talk and listen to God. That's, a, that's friendship. You, when you pray, it's not performance. It's friendship. It's chatting. And the third one is love and learn. Love Him and let Him love you. Learn from Him. The Holy Spirit will teach you about all things. Sabini Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me and I'll give you rest and learn from me. And the fourth one is trust and obey. Magtiwala at sumunod. Ko anong pinapagawa niya sa'yo, do it. At the wedding, sabi ni Mary, the mother of Jesus, just, hindi niya maintindihan yung anak niya, hindi niya alam kung anong gagawin niya. Sabi niya sa mga servants, you guys, just, whatever he says, just do it. Just whatever he said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Yan ang utos ni Mary. Sa, sa, sa kanila, sa atin lahat, whatever Jesus will say, gawin mo, trust Him. Kahit hindi mo maintindihan, just do it. So you spend, you prioritize God in the way you spend time with Him. Pangalawa, in the way you spend your money. Alam mo, ang pera at ang puso may connection. Nakalink yan, hyperlinked ang puso sa pera. And if you want to know really kung anong condition, kung anong condition ng puso mo, aralin mo na lang, tingnan mo, masdan mo na lang yung budget. Where does your money go? And it will show you where your heart, because the heart will always follow the money. It's a strange thing about money. Unlike any other element in our lives, money is connected to the heart. And many people get upset. Bakit? Parang napaka-sensitive pagdating sa pera. Napaka parang half-cocked, high blood na. Mawawal, don't touch, the, don't touch this part of my life. Ibig sabihin, may, may, may karga, may problema na dyan. Because God doesn't want your money, but because money is connected to the heart. He wants your heart. And that's why we bring tithe. This is not a message about tithes, but I'm telling you, when, you know, the word tithe, that's where we get the word ten. Tithe, tithe means the first ten. In definition of tithe, is the first ten. Unahin ang Diyos sa budget. Uh, and many of you are making God the last priority in your budget. I'm not scolding you, but I'm telling you, you'll miss out. You'll miss out. 
if your budget is too crowded for Jesus, you're going to miss Christmas. You're going to miss the real benefits of Christmas. Parang sinasabi niya, we don't have room. I don't have room for you, God, in my budget. Para kang innkeeper. So out goes Jesus. And he brings the glory. He brings the provision. He brings the miracles to some other place. Na miss out si innkeeper. I don't want na miss out ka. Unahin mo ang Diyos. In fact, the Bible says very clearly in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23, the purpose of tithing is to train us, to teach us, to always put God first in our lives. Sa, sa, sa amin ni Bambi, parang automatic na. Hindi mo ako kailangan ng merong mag-exhort, na mag-pressure, mag-preach about, you know, come on, it's time to give. I don't need hype. I don't need a hard sell or, you know, sales talk. Sa amin na, automatic yan. We want to put God first in our lives. I want God na maging number one sa puso ko. Automatic. Every time we have income, just we just give the point, zero, 0.1. Automatic. And then pinapag-usapan kung anong higit doon. But that's automatic. And the third thing, the third area na kung saan uunahin mo si God and prioritize Him is your attention. You know, attention is also an expenditure. Diba? Ang attention, yung focus. Kasi, that's why your teacher, nung nag-aaral ka, diba, the teacher told you to pay attention. Because it's an expenditure. It's something that you, it will cost you to focus, to, 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 to become single Singly attentive to something. Tanong, what impresses you? Anong nagpapawow sa'yo? Kasi doon mapapunta ang attention. Whatever impresses you will capture your attention. You will pay attention to what you're impressed about. Doon ka magpo-focus. Dati, Sabi ni Bambi, dati, she was so impressed sa mga magagaling mag-English. Diba? Sabi niya, yung mga mahusay mag-English, parang I'm impressed. Uh, they, they, as, parang ang dating sa akin is oh, napaka-educated, ang gagaling nila, ang smooth magsalita. Sabi niya, and then because of that, may times na Doon siya laging, pag may ma, ma, makakarinig siya ng Englisher, anong Englisher? Oh, parang impressive. Pero ngayon, sabi niya, hindi na, hindi na ako impressed doon. Mas impressed ako sa taong sumusunod sa kalaoban ng Diyos. Puspus sa Holy Spirit and following God. Kahit anong wika, kahit hindi marunong magsalita, or kahit karabaw English, kahit anong English dyan, but English, English yan, ang nakaka-impress kay Bambi ngayon is the people who follow the will of God. Ikaw, ikaw, kayo, isipin mo, anong nagpapawaw sa'yo? Anong impressive to you? Who are the people you're impressed with? Because you will give your attention there. What are the kind of things that impresses you? Now, it makes you 
Wow. Your attention will go there. You will spend, you will pay attention for that. And God wants you to spend your attention on him, number one. Putting him, number one, with your time. Spending time. Spending even the way you budget and spend your finances and even the way you spend your attention. And here's the point. Write this one down. Last uh, point, John, is don't allow anything, anyone, or any reason to become more important to you than Christ. Any, don't let anything, maybe you're, you're trying to buy something or you want something or you have to fix something and take care of something, the house, the car, the cell phone or the computer or don't let that, 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 that thing, that, that, that job, that business, that degree. Don't let it, you do it, but don't let it become more important than Jesus to you. Don't let anyone, don't let any relationship, not even, you know, you're, you're, you're in love or that relationship is, is uh, you know, so demanding and it's taking all of your time and, and there's so many pressures and you have to please that boss and you have to do all of Don't let anyone to become higher must he get a priority than Jesus. And don't let any reason excuse don't let it take the place vocabulary whatever let's just put jesus number 1 amen and number 3 last one dito tayo magtatapos now receive jesus receive jesus so that he can cover you. Cover. Cover. Cover your nakedness. Cover your shame. Cover your sin. Cover your guilt. Cover for you. So that hindi ka exposed, hindi ka condemned, hindi ka guilty. Luke 2 verse 7, she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him. Everybody say wrapped. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Yung wrapping Jesus in swaddling cloths, those were not like clothes. My t-shirt and shorts, no. It was swaddling clothes were long strips of tela, linen tela. And that's what she wrapped him and she covered Jesus at his birth. And it's the same swaddling clothes that covered Jesus at his death. When in Luke, they, the, the last chapters there, it says they brought him down from the cross. Also in John 19.40, they took the body of Jesus and wrapped him. It was swaddling. It was linen cloth strips. And he was there in the grave. 
Alam mo, yung Christmas exchange gift, matagal na yan. Si God ang original nag-introduce ng exchange gift. Because for God so loved the world, He gave a gift to you, to, to, to us, His Son Jesus. Siya yung unang nagbigay ng Christmas gift. See si Jesus. And guess what? That gift, Jesus, was gift-wrapped. Galing ng mga nag-wrap dito ng mga gifts yan. Ako, hindi ako magaling mag-wrap. Kaya mas appreciate ko yung, yung paspas na yung mga gift bag. Tapos isang scotch tape. No? Pwede na. Pero may mga, I admire ko yung mga magagaling na gumawa ng bow, ribbon. Pero God gift-wrapped His gift for you in Jesus. At right after His birth and right after His death, binalot siya ng strips of cloth, swaddling cloths. And there's a significance with that. Because in that gift, we have so many benefits. We have so many, we have so much that the, the salvation, the, the covering, ibig sabihin yung covering of our sins. His love covers a multitude of sins. Covers our shame. Sabi ng Diyos, I'll cover for you. Just like ang ginawa ng Diyos when Adam and Eve said, oh, we're naked, I was afraid. God made a way through a sacrificed animal to cover their shame, to cover for their sin. And He clothed them with a blood sacrifice. The same thing is for us today. Jesus was gift-wrapped. And I want you to remind yourself that dahil sa kanyang death and the wrapping of that na wrapped up na yung issue of kasalanan. And we are now wrapped in His righteousness. He became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. And ngayon, you know, when Jesus rose from the dead, na, napansin ko to, nung na-resurrect si Jesus out of the grave, ang katawan niya wala na. Pero yung grave clothes, yung strips of linen, na iwan. The Bible says yung, yung covering ng ulo niya naka-tiklop dyan and then the other parts were separate. It was left behind. Inisip ko, ibig sabihin, nabuhay siya magmuli. Naiwan yung damit niya, wala na siyang covering. Hubad? Hindi. Because when Jesus rose from the dead, the glory of the Lord covered him. Just like what covered Adam in the very beginning. And the Bible says in Psalms 140, 140 verse 2, uh, 104 verse 2, it says, The Lord wraps Himself in light. That's glory, the light as with a garment. Psalms 93 verse 1, He is robed in majesty. And dahil sa kanyang glorious resurrection, and dahil connected ka, through faith, connected ka kay Jesus, makiki-ride on ka sa kanyang covering. Yes, we wear physical clothes, but when God sees you in the Spirit, He sees the covering on you. You're wrapped 
also in righteousness, wrapped in a robe of righteousness. That's why Romans 13, 14 says, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on these clothes of submission. Put on humility, just like Jesus. Mismongsia, he, he was wrapped in humility, in poverty. Yung Bethlehem, mababayan. Yung stable, marumi, mabaho. Panghayop yan, hindi panghari. But Jesus went down and humbled himself. He was wrapped in poverty, in weakness, in helplessness. He was wrapped in death at the cross and yet parang sa atin we are like that Bethlehem parang yung manger han yung stable baho marumi dirty stinky God came to that world He was willing to be born in that humble ugly dirty place Hindi ko alam kung nakaka-relate ka sa lugar na yan. What if your heart was like that place? What if your heart, na masasabi mo, puso ko marumi. Isip ko, baho. Ang aking past, ang gulo. Panghayop. Ang nagawa ko, nakakahiya. Hindi ako karapat-dapat na si Jesus ay maging present sa akin. Pero Jesus was born there in that stable. Jesus was born in that dirty place. And Jesus is willing to be born in your heart. He's willing to come to your world and be there. Kahit na yung ibang sa end, he was kicked out, he was rejected. Baka ikaw din, naranasan ng kicked out, rejected, misunderstood. But Jesus wants to be born even sa pinaka-unholy place. He will be born in you. So no matter what your heart is like today, kahit anong condition, kahit ano yung pinagalingan mo, wherever Christ is born, life will come. And you will be born again in Him. I love that song, no? Oh, little town of Bethlehem. The lyrics says, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see you lie Above the deep and dreamless sleep, the star, silent stars go by. Then the third verse says, Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, come, come, Jesus, come fill us, Lord, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Make that your prayer, that you would invite Jesus to be born in your heart. That gagawin niya ng puso mo a house of bread. The Bethlehem. The place where you will eat Him. Consume Jesus. Lagyan mo siya as the top priority in your life. And that you would receive Him so that He will cover your sins and cover your nakedness. And He would cover you with righteousness and His glory. At doon tayo sasangayon sa kanyang life, new life. As you receive Him, you will receive new life. You will be born again.